This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast is sponsored by LivePlan. Did you know that millions of small businesses use LivePlan products to start their business? Did you know that these small businesses prefer a cloud-based accounting solution two times more versus a desktop solution? Did you know that 89% of these small business owners prefer virtual advisory services? Did you know that the number one thing they want from an expert advisor is strategic planning and review? This is even more than general ledger accounting and bookkeeping services. Did you know that LivePlan has an expert advisory directory that you can join to gain access to these millions of small businesses? To learn more about becoming a LivePlan expert advisor, head over to cloudaccountingpodcast.com forward slash LivePlan. That is cloudaccountingpodcast.com forward slash L-I-V-E-P-L-A-N. And be sure to check out the LivePlan method to learn how to grow and scale your advisory business. Welcome to the Cloud Accounting Podcast. I'm your host, David Leary. And I'm Mayumi Young. Mayumi, thank you for joining us today. For those of we're here at Scaling New Heights, this is uh, one of the accounting conferences in our industry. We're doing live interviews this week. And for those of the listeners that maybe don't know who you are or have never heard of you before, please tell us. Introduce yourself to the listeners. Well, formally, my title is the founder and CEO of CPA Moms. I am a CPA myself, um, but I like to I like to represent myself to the world as a social innovator which in essence means that I create ventures that both make a profit and have purpose. So now you said you, uh, you have CPA Moms, but what did you do before CPA Moms? So CPA Moms was my third social venture. So I first, as an entrepreneur, I launched a company that designed financial literacy curriculum for kids in schools. Okay. Uh, my second venture was uh, creating coaching programs to help people transform their kind of money mind trash, their emotional relationship to money, mostly entrepreneurs. And then this was CPA Moms is my third venture. And prior to that, I did my tour at Pricewaterhouse. Okay. And so you had a CPA background. So my background is as a space. CPA. Yep. So I was a, a senior auditor there and then I moved into industry and I was in the corporate space telecom and I was quickly promoted up a few ranks to uh, handle all the European finance director operations, controlled about 13 countries. I did a lot of M&A work. So when they were buying and acquiring new telecom companies, I would come in and, and integrate all the systems and, and uh, the teams and help with you know, international consolidation and foreign currency and all that stuff. So, you know, I had a love for travel. So I kind of integrated and wove in some of my personal passions into my career path at the time. And back then, my my big go-to was being a financial architect system. I dealt a lot with systems and and, and migrations and integrations. So I've been to the website CPA Moms. Yep. Um, You had your keynote yesterday, but I'm not super, super clear on like what CPA Moms is or does. Sure. So or for people that weren't at the keynote yesterday, they have no (laughs) idea. So if you could just kind of give background on what it does, what its mission is. And I'd actually even like to try to understand the, the business model a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. So the core of our business is to be what we call the e-harmony of the accounting world. And what that means is we go out and we find talented CPAs that are moms. We screen them, we test them, we train them, and then we match them to entrepreneurs looking for affordable accounting and tax solutions, and we do that nationwide. The core reason for us to exist really revolves around that CPA mom herself. We've, in essence, created an entire ecosystem that empowers and supports her and Fundamentally, we exist so as to build as many six-figure solo CPAs as we can. And the the way that we do that, I think, is rather unique in the space. If you think of the CPA mom herself as the hub of a wheel, and there's all these spokes that, that she needs in order to grow her practice to be successful, 
we look to see which spokes are missing and we add that in. So we, we kind of wrap ourselves around her and build this whole ecosystem to fill in the gaps, whether it's helping her with leads, helping her with training that's missing, technology, resources, community, pretty much anything that will help her truly succeed to accelerate the process of becoming her own solo mompreneur. Okay, so just because you, you referenced the tech company Harmony. Yes. Right? And, and a lot of our listeners are familiar with QuickBooks Live, and some people think of it as an Uber model. Yeah. Because every time you use QuickBooks Live, you might get a different bookkeeper accountant. And so yours is really like that match forever, hopefully. Yep. The, okay. the eHarmony being that you find the perfect person. Okay. It's a one-to-one match. It's not, you know, there's a lot of directories out there. If you go to Upwork and all those other crowd-sourced platforms, it's anyone matched to anyone. And then so you're providing the match, but then you're providing all the training and additional materials and resources the CPA mom needs to do the work. And then I guess that you're vetting or guaranteeing that back to the business owner, that there's going to be some quality standard. Yeah. So because we we were very selective in our screening process. So just because, well, the first criteria being that we, we that we work almost exclusively with CPAs. Okay. You know, that sets a certain standard from our perspective on terms of the technical ability that we're looking for. And then we, the further screening really looks to see what kind of experience that professional has working specifically with entrepreneurs. Because our point of view is that, you know, having come out of industry, had to come out of public, there's a gap between what corporate CPAs and public CPAs understand about what an entrepreneur really needs. And entrepreneurs come with a whole big set of desired expectations from their CPA that are understood, not communicated. And a lot of CPAs don't come with that that knowledge set. So we kind of fill in the holes, you know, in terms of their ability to serve entrepreneurs more holistically, not just be somebody who can, you know, be a traditional accountant or financial uh, or a tax prof- professional, but really go beyond to be more of a business advisor. And that's really what we're after. And so the, are the CPA moms part of like your company to where the small business owners pay you, then you're paying the CPA moms like that. And then, or are they just, they're running their own thing. You're just playing matchmaker. Like they're right. Yeah. Business. So in our original models, we were more of a virtual consulting firm. Okay. In our current model, we act more like an agency. So think Jerry Maguire. So our job really is to find clients for the CPA herself and they, the client engages directly with the CPA. So they're her clients. Our job is to perform those marketing services. We actually also perform billing services. We provide our own custom backend technology, which helps integrate the whole back office process between lead the sales CRM, the billing, all the KPIs and, and so forth. So from where we're standing, you know, we want to provide a platform where the mom can spend more time servicing the client and less time thinking about the, the business aspects of uh, building a practice. Which is always the hardest part anyway. It, people it are like, is. They never, they are, you're too busy servicing your clients and then a week goes by and you haven't done anything to run your business. Absolutely. And another week goes by. Another week goes by. So you're really providing that. We'll, we'll help you run your business. You just focus on servicing clients. Absolutely. It's and it's symbiotic. And then, you know, you talked about the platform, the the business model. The other piece of it is, you know, once they grow and they get to the stage where I'll call, they have the champagne problem where they have too many clients, then they have to make a choice. Are they going to enhance their client base or are they going to grow a team? And so we actually have a, a, a placement group where inside of our network of CPA uh, 
CPA professionals or accountants, it doesn't have to be women, doesn't have to be CPAs, in our, our broader community, we have the ability to screen those who are not ready to launch their own thing. They just want to work virtually for a family-friendly firm. So we're able to support them with building their teams with other professionals that have also been highly screened. Okay. Um, one thing you've talked to, you definitely talked about people being virtual, people being remote, and that yes. like bookkeeping and accounting is the perfect job for that. And and I think you were talking about like uh, military spouses, right? Because they, they constantly have to move in the resume every three years. Can you kind of speak to some of that motivation behind this? Yeah. Um, you know, it, military spouses is a really great example of, of how this model works for um, with anyone. Uh, I don't know that we necessarily focus on military spouses as much as, you know, we've had CPAs who are the spouse of military been stationed in multiple states. And when that happens, it can, you know, it can be very disruptive to someone's career. And so when you work inside of our model and you're a virtual professional already virtual matched, yep. absolutely, when you're already matched with a client, it doesn't really matter where you are physically located. You can continue to service those clients. So you don't have any loss of, of business. You don't have to. And not just if you are the solo practitioner, if you're, if you're employed as more of the, we'll call it the entrepreneur who works for a firm, you know, if you move around, you still have your job. You can still work virtually anywhere. And I think that's powerful, especially for military-wise. pre-cloud, that wasn't possible. If Absolutely. you had the firm in the desktop world and you had to drive the clients, you moved to a new city, 100%. you got to start from scratch. Absolutely. Like pre-cloud, this wasn't even out. And there's, you know, there's a lot of firms out there right now that I think are trying to be virtual, but they still have that brick and mortar presence in essence, we're literally 100% virtual. Our entire organization is 100% virtual. This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast is sponsored by Halon Tax. As a new business owner and first-time tax filer, I needed a peace of mind knowing that my S-Corp return was done correctly. I signed up for Halon Tax, connected to my QuickBooks Online, filled out about four fields in a wizard, clarified two small items with the Halon Tax team. A few days later, I got a text telling me my return was finished. I launched Halon Tax and e-signed my return. The whole end-to-end process was painless and, frankly, kind of amazing. Now, Halon Tax is working with bookkeepers and accountants like yourself to offer the same amazing experience to your small business clients. They're even offering a one-year free trial to all your clients. This even includes your own dedicated tax CPA. To learn more about this exciting offer from Halon Tax, head over to cloudaccountingpodcast.com forward slash Halon Tax. That is cloudaccountingpodcast.com forward slash H-A-L-O-N-T-A-X. And oh yeah, Halon Tax works great with Zero and Wave 2. Do you set the prices? Do, do, does the, each CPA mom set their own price? How does that work with the... Yeah, we, you know, in our training, so we, before someone is represented by our agency, they go through our academy and and we give them what we call our entire blueprint of how we've built our own successful practice. And in that blueprint, we give guidelines. And those guidelines generally raise the value of most of what the CPAs are typically used to charging. So it's there to kind of establish, like, your value is much higher. Let's prove it, because this is how we've been able to build all over the country. We have people who work in, you know, North Dakota, and from their framework, their their value price point is much lower. And we have to sort of give them a better perspective of this is what the market in the country is willing to pay, and so uplift that pricing. But each CPA chooses her own pricing. It's her business. It's her practice. We support. We empower 
power. We even review their sales proposals. And in that review process, we're able to identify a lot of opportunity that a lot of these CPAs leave on the table. We find that a lot of the professional women, especially, undervalue themselves and underprice themselves quite a bit. And so we like to help them. You know, really, up. Absolutely. So a couple of things in your keynote that uh, stood out to me was you kind of referenced how accountants and bookkeepers are like the bookends. Can you? Yeah. You need a slide, but like, I know I'm not capturing it correctly. Sure. I just remember like, oh, ask her about that. She's talked about bookends. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, right now as a, as a practice, our job is to compile data and generate meaningful reports for our clients. And the whole premise of the bookends was to say that a, a lot of that piece of what we're paid to do will be eliminated with technology. And the idea, or replaced with technology, it won't eliminate the need for accountants. And I think that's the great fear in the industry is that, hey, there's not gonna be a need for us anymore. And it's simply, I just don't believe that's true. I think there's gonna be a redistribution of talent. And that redistribution, in my mind, becomes the bookends around technology. And the bookend is, on the front end, I would say is the um, financial architect. The one who understands how, you know, how to map meaningfully the technology so that on the back end, the reports that are generated, the KPIs that are generated, the dashboards that are generated are truly meaningful and measure what matters to that particular business. Because the technology that's out there has all the pieces and parts. But I believe that the, the architects on the front end really sort of lay the, the framework for what that end result is going to so look like. A little like. less doing and more design. Absolutely. A lot more design and a lot more advisory because, you know, from where I'm standing, our job and our value as professionals is going to move from, you know, investing our time, you know, and taking that time, valuable time that entrepreneurs don't have away so that they can focus on their business. It's going to, it's going to become more a function of how can we take the data and actually turn that data into dollars. And what I mean by that is, you know, how are you going to help that client make more money? How are you going to help them save money? And that's what this technology is helping us do. It's eliminating the need for us to be concerned for the accuracy of the data and the timeliness of data production, which is the most exciting thing since sliced bread for me. I, I cannot wait for all the AI to catch up and, and truly replace the need for bookkeeping altogether. We'll be the first adopters. We're just looking for where this technology exists. And then really we become functionally much more valuable. And the talents that we have as professionals to advise becomes our core focus. And that's what's really exciting about the future of our industry. That makes sense. And then something else you brought up, you used the term society 5.0. And yeah. I was like, what is that? What is that? So yes, please, please explain what society <laughs> sure. 5. Is this a term you've created? No, okay. I wish. No, it's so, so there's the global leaders of the world. And I believe this was, this was the, the term was launched out of the Japanese government. Okay. No association. That is my heritage, but I'd love to take some credit, but I can take none. Basically the global leaders have met at like G20 summits and all these places where they're talking about what's coming in 2020 and beyond. And there's a sort of understanding that the information age that we've been all in for, for a while now is coming to an end. And so they've termed this new era Society 5.0. And in this new model, the idea is what happens when technology really has eliminated a lot of the concerns that and a lot of the problems of the world. What will we do with our time? What will our lives be about? And what's really powerful about this next iteration is that we're starting to see technology become 
the tool for society that enables us to have more quality of life. And, you know, that was supposed to be the promise of the information age, that we'd have all this technology and we'd have all this time. Yeah, all these videos from like the, the 50s, right? Totally. Like, oh, this house is going to do your own laundry and all these things. And it's coming. It's coming. It's absolutely coming. But I think the big thing that was a disappointment for a lot of people who love technology, as I do, was that we found that in the information age, we had more disconnection and more isolation. So technology made us more separated as opposed to give, providing us with more time to then go live more meaningful lives. And I think that's what Society 5.0 is really designed for. It's, or is, is, is creating, it's a higher level of consciousness. It's really about infusing more purpose into our work. I think as practitioners, we have the opportunity to, to create practices that have more meaning and more purpose and are really an extension and expression of things that we value, which is why CPA Moms is, you know, I say CPA Moms is in a way accidentally became a Society 5.0 company because it really always was about the purpose and the mission way beyond the profit, though we built it to be, you know, from a business model perspective to have both. So uh, Society 5.0, the the way I compare the two, if you want to kind of have a contrast between information age and Society 5.0, what that looks like, I would say in in the information age, it was really about um, low-touch, high-tech. It was all about funnels and email marketing and social media and advertising and and it was very like hands off like you know automation and not interacting as much. I mean, think about the fifty million times you had to push seventeen different buttons right. to get to talk to a human being, right? So very low touch, very high tech. The uh, Society Five model is a very high touch, high tech, and so it's this really merge back into how do we create more personalization in our relationships and in our interactions with our clients. And and I see we're doing a lot of that in terms of personalizing pathways and more high-touch marketing strategies and such that really reaches the client in a way that says, you know, we're human beings talking to human beings. And so, but leveraging technology at the same time. Um, the other contrast you could look at is, at least in our domain, when we talk about working with mompreneurs, in information age, it was career or family. You had to choose. And here in Society 5.0, we're talking about career and family. And then the other one, which I really think is telling to the whole thing about being more purposeful, is I would say information age was really kind of the sort of the influencer's age, um, really about how can I make more money? And Society 5.0 is really about how can I help you make more money? And so much more connective, much more collaborative, and uh, an opportunity to drive more meaning and purpose. That's a great explanation. That helps a lot. Just like one final question. So could there be a CPA dad? Can can dads (laughs) join this network? I love that question. We actually for a while had CPA dads, and we thought for sure we would have that. And there's just enough to do here that we found that it was a little bit distracting for us to, to focus on that. We welcome men dads. Um, we welcome non-CPAs into our community. Our community is not specific to CPAs that are moms, though we feel like culturally we do have a culture of caring and being very oriented towards family. And if that's if that's your essence, then absolutely please be part of our community. We, our agency, however, only represents CPAs that are moms. But as far as our community at large and all the other resources that we have, anyone is welcome. And, and we love our dads too. It's 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 not an either or, but to stay true to- It's hard uh, to do everything. It it's really is. We have, to, we have to choose who we're going to serve and that, that was our choice. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> Great so, question. 
Maybe if somebody's wanting to learn more about CPA Moms, sure. get a hold of you, get in touch with you, are you on the social networks? Like, how, do, how would they do sure. that? Sure. Probably the best way is to go to our website. The direct access for an accountant is to go to talent.cpa moms.com talent.cpa-moms.com there you can access our social media platforms you can learn more about us you can choose a pathway and really for us we like to we like to get to know you we have so many resources and we just say have a quick 15 minute conversation with one of our care specialists let us get to know where you are in your path how we can connect you to resources that will matter and then we can go from there we're on Facebook. We have a private Facebook community. We certainly encourage anyone. If you if you look for us, I think it's uh, just the handle of CPA Moms. Uh, we have Twitter. We have LinkedIn. So pretty much all. If you look you, for CPA, there. we're out there. We'll we're in the show notes, and you'll too. see more of us. We'll see more of us. We we haven't been very visible until probably this year. So look for more for more uh, connections to us, and we look forward to having anyone in our community. Great. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, thank you so much, so much, everybody. We will sign off. If you want to follow me? I'm at David Leary. And that's a wrap. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast is sponsored by TOA Global. As you know, most firms struggle with attracting, managing, and retaining staff. And finding staff is getting tougher every day. This is where TOA Global can help. TOA Global is the most professional outsourcing partner to help you build and manage a global accounting team. By building a global team, you'll be able to take away the time-consuming process-oriented work from your local team while building a cost-effective team offshore. As people experts, TOA Global can help you select and develop your best team members easily using their expert ecosystem of people, security, technology, and professional development tools. To learn how to build your world-class team today, head over to cloudaccountingpodcast.com slash TOA Global. That is cloudaccountingpodcast.com slash T-O-A-G-L-O-B-A-L.